Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to and hopefully enjoy. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And uh, this time you haven't read the book that I'm going to no, be reviewing. I don't even know which book it is. You do, because I just showed you. It's a Vorkosigan saga and yet yet another Vorkosigan saga book Okay, is the plan. Cool. Because they're on the free Audible library. And weirdly enough, it's because I was reading this other book. What was it called? The book that I read? The Steers Woman? Yeah, The Steers Woman. So reading The Steers Woman. It was an e-book. And I can't... I mean, I can fall asleep reading an e-book, but it's kind of annoying. Really? And, I can, uh, I can fall I know, asleep this is what so you do. Well. Like I, I read uh, one page, maybe not even that, yeah. and then... And then fall asleep. Yeah, so I uh, so I often I'll often put on some uh, music. Well, not even music, like ambient music or something. Okay. There's there's these uh, like the Apple Music ambient. Yeah, wellness. Uh, oh, this is so No, it's so not. Great. No, wellness. Oh, wellness okay. drives me crazy because it's really? it's yeah. Like no, because I mean that is ambient pong. like. But it's it's like kind of ambientish. But okay. Whatever the oh, ambient you mean station. Really just like outside. Just water flowing. Whatever you think ambient music, Brian, Brian Eno style ambient. Oh, okay. okay. Whatever it is. Not not spa music because it's just sort of like uh, you know some harps and a bubbling a brook. Or a, um, anyway, so normally I'd put some some music on which is almost completely background, I mean, like ambient music designed right. to be backgroundy okay. kind of music uh, with very few beats or anything like yeah. that. Anyway, and then I'll sit and listen to it. Uh, sorry, read an read ebook, an e-book. Yeah. and I can fall asleep sometimes like that. But really, I just wanted a, an audiobook to listen to to fall asleep to, and right. a Miles Vakosigan book. Vokosigan Saga book is exactly that. So, the setup. So you kind of wanted a book to fall just, asleep to. And of course, I'm just because they're in the free <laughs> library in the Audible library. It's, you can it's, do that. Uh, there's a few other books that I want to get to. I want to get. To, I've got Planet of the Apes, so I want to finish watching. We've got like a, one more movie to watch with the Planet of the Apes True. thing. So once we've watched one or, or one or two more movies, I think we should do a Planet of the Apes book review or book versus the movie and things like that. So there's a few other books which I've not got to yet, which I want to get to okay. in the free audio library. Yeah. Oh, and also the other um, Kim Stanley Robinson book, the, the I did The Wild Shore, I want the, like, of the Gold Coast, you know, the, oh, yeah, there's yeah, the three, yeah. uh, the the three California, the third California's book, yes. which I'll get to too. So plenty of plenty of free audiobooks in the Audible free library that I want to get to. But not kind of the book you want to fall asleep to. Well, yeah, like any of those I'd be happy to fall asleep to. But while I'm reading another book, I want a book which is kind of a bit more backgroundy noise or like background reading. You <laughs> right. Know? Okay, so I get it. Don't actually have to think about any of So anyway. you, while you have an e-book, you also listen to an audiobook at the same time. Not at the same time. No, not at this. Of course. But like, when I finish when I finish reading the e-book, I'm like, okay, that's good. I'm not, like, I'm too tired now to open my eyes any longer to actually read the book. But not tired, weirdly enough, not tired enough to fall asleep because then I close so my eyes and my brain to... catches up. Right. And things like that. Sometimes it, it's a weird one. So anyway, uh, Vorkosigan Saga. Let's go. Book number um, five in the publication order. Yes. Uh, which is uh, which is not the order I'm reading it. No. And it's called. Brothers in Arms. Okay. And uh, Louis McMaster Bujold. Louis McMaster Bujold. Yes. And uh, so I'm actually doing it in the uh, by the authors. Um, Louis McMaster Bujold. She had an uh, like a an internal to the books chronology. Her own. This is the order you should read this book chronology. Oh, that's cool. It is cool. It's quite nice. It is quite nice. Am I suddenly quieter than normal? Uh, yeah, because we have this different mic setup with the, okay. uh, the other things like that. It's just the further pop, away pop from your mouth. You, if you I come can, a bit closer, it doesn't closer. matter. I'll, people, I'll adjust it in post. So people can hear me properly. I think I'm actually just a bit louder. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll do it in post. I'll, move, right, it, I'll right. move away from the microphone a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so I've done Falling Free, Shards of Honor, Barrier, The Warrior's Apprentice, The Mountains of War- Mourning, The Weatherman, The War Game, Setaganda, Ethan of Athos, Borders of Infinity, Labyrinth, Borders of Infinity, and now... I Actually, some of those are doubled up because the Mountains <laughs> yeah. of Mourning is, is in the Borders in, of Infinity yes. novel along with the Labyrinth and the Borders of Infinity short story or no- Ooh, novel- novella, novelette, whatever it is. Yeah. So now I'm up to Brothers in Arms. So okay. I'm like, I think I've, I think I've crossed halfway through the books that I at least mentioned in this reading order. Okay. I need to ask an important question. Yeah. What's that? Is this series finished? No, no, it's the thing is, it's not uh, one story. It's not like, hey, this person's got it. It's like the continuing adventures of. Right. It's okay. like asking, is James Bond finished? And okay. you're like, is James Bond finished? No. No, because okay. there's always t- there's always another adventure that James Bond can right. go on. Right, so there are basically two kinds of series of books. There are books that actually are continuous stories 
told over yeah. several books or series where you have um, continuous characters. Well, it's episodic. episodic. And these are, these are episodic. So okay. if you want to talk about television, if you want to think Game of Thrones, there are episodes in a season of Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But it actually is one story all the way through seven seasons. Yes. You know, you can't just come along and just go, oh, no. oh what's this episode? <laughs> but that's completely different from, let's say... Oh. <laughs> yeah, microphone just Let's say fell. if we're talking, That's if we're talking, uh, oh, if we're talking science fiction. Oh yeah, my microphone just flopped down. Why is that? Did that? Okay, if we're talking science fiction, if you think about like a, uh, like um, Firefly, when you when you watch Firefly, yes. it's sort of like an episode. Okay, you know, and they go on an adventure and they meet some characters. They go on this planet and then they wrap right. up. The, they wrap up the and story. And there's some overarching yeah. storylines. There's, over there's always overarching yeah. stories in the background, but generally like episodic. That's fine, and that's what's happening here as well. Okay. It's like. It's just Miles Volkosigan and his gang go and his cousin who always turns up randomly in the background or they're just <laughs> hanging out together. Cousin Ivan. Yes. They're just hanging his, out. His body, yeah. his, his uh, well, external exo body skeleton. Why? What are you talking about? Well. Oh, no. Yeah. Because I was saying, yeah, when, when sometimes when, uh, yeah, Volkos Miles Volkosigan is, is the brains. Is, is the brains. And his cousin and, is the. Yeah, his, his cousin's also got brains, but like, he, yes. you know. But people think, like in previous novels, people think that Miles Vakosigan isn't the main thing and they keep kidnapping Ivan because they think he's the important <laughs> he's, one. He's like, he's not doing anything. I mean, he's, he is doing something. Like He just happened to be the cousin. Yeah, technically he is like um, in the diplomatic uh, cause of, yeah. the, uh, of the barrier and um, something. Okay. Empire? No, whatever it is. But it is not the title immediately puts in my in my in my head. What? Miles and his cousin. What? For Brothers some in arms. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Let me let me set this up. Okay. Okay. Remember how I said this is really dumb. No, there's this really well, not really dumb. It's this thing like James Bond. Let's go back to James Bond. James yeah. Bond is always like, I'm a secret agent and I work for the Queen or whatever it is like that. And yeah. uh, he's his code name is 007. Yeah. But whenever he introduces himself, it's Bond, James Bond. Yes. You know. Which is like the most iconic name. Iconic. Ever. And ever, you know, it's, it's, that's, why J, that's why you get Jason Bourne, mm. you know, is, is the JB kind of thing yes. that, you know. Yeah. And again, um, uh, well, we can skip over Miles because we're going to fit moment. But let me, let's get back to Miles in a second. Yes. Why would someone who is a secret agent always introduce himself with his real name? Like all the time, like James Bond, James Bond. And why isn't James Bond like on the top of the list of every intelligent agency? Look out for this, like this guy. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, sometimes he'll pass himself off as someone else, but generally he'll just introduce him as James Bond and people yeah. are like, oh, right, your name is James well, Bond. Oh, okay. yeah, what do you do? Oh, I'm just a businessman or whatever. Yeah. Like that. And it always, but again, it's one of those things that you want, you don't want the main character to always be using different names all the time. Yes, that gets confusing. It, it always gets really good. Or you need to really always explain. Or own up to it or make it part and make it part of the of the series like yeah, it's they like do in Lupin uh, yeah yeah whatever like always like you know it's Lupin but he's always going off with different names yes. but and also they do this in uh, Mission Impossible like they have different faces like so yes. for a long time yeah. you'll be like oh that's Tom Cruise doing that but you, it's they just have another actor doing yeah. it and you just have to believe that, that underneath this, is Tom underneath, Cruise inside so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want you want the character easily to be using their own name as much as possible and this is in James Bond and stuff like that but so always what surprised me or what has surprised me in the last three or four novels and these short stories that are read about Miles Vakosigan is that he's leading a double life. Right. He is, or actually it explains in this book, he's actually leading a triple life. What? Yeah, don't shout. And um, he, it's, That's he's, okay, uh, he's leading a triple life, but in, in other words, or he has like three identities or four identities. Like he thinks of himself as Miles, mm. but Miles is actually an aristocracy as like the, the vor is like in, in German von something. Or, yes. You know, uh, yeah, um, but also it's like the, the cast of the uh, yeah, like fighting. That, the, yeah, no, but the, it's, uh, the, yeah, there's the, like the military cast of, yeah. of but yes. they're like they're the, the high, higher level aristocracy yes his father is like the prime minister yeah. or whatever like oh. that so he's so he is like like barrier and aristocracy yeah on top of that he's also an intelligence operative yes. um for the barrier and um intelligence services yes. and he, he's got a boss there so he's like father is his boss and the and the the yes. emperor is his boss in the caste system and then he's got his intelligence agency job boss yeah and he's got a boss there and then he's also got another identity as 
um, Admiral Naismith, and he is in charge of the um, fleet right. of uh, of his own mercenary fleet. True. And I've mentioned this before that it's really, really weird that he keeps he's got the Dendari fleet, a mercenary fleet, yes. and he goes by officer. He goes by um, what is it, Admiral Naismith, and he's Naismith is yes. his name, which is his mother's maiden name. Yeah. And the Dendari Mountains in Barriar are just like the uh, like the mountains, just the mountain range, yeah. which is but which is like the mountains out the back of his own family's <laughs> castle. You know, like his his stately grounds this is and where stuff he like looks that. At, when yeah, he like looks out their the, peasants the live at. You know, when they go up to the mountains of Morning, those are the Dendari Mountains. You yes. know, that's the area that yeah. he comes from back home. So if you're like, oh. This is somebody like so. This is the thing. Anybody who's got any intelligence, kind of like, let's just look up on Wikipedia. Like, why? Oh. The, what's Dendari? Oh, Dendari is mentioned as these mountains here and this. Place. Oh, and who's Naismith? Type famous Naismith. Oh, Naismith is the maiden name of, or is the is the uh, yeah the wife, maiden name of the wife yeah. of the current. Vorkosigan, um, like the current prime minister of Barriar's <laughs> wife's name is Naismith, and she happens to live in a castle next to a mountain range called the Dendari, Dendari Mountain. Mountains. See, like, so I think in this case, you don't even need the intelligence. No, no, you, you just, just need, need to just be look it up. intelligent uh, yeah. enough to yeah. just look around a bit. So. What happens is, but, th- but thankfully they're just they're just uh, uh, like the whole point of him having a double life and only three people in his fleet, like his close personal bodyguard, and then two of the people in his mercenary fleet. Only three of them know that his true identity is um, Miles Vorkosigan, right? M- military, um, no, no, sorry, intelligence officer from uh, from Barrier, who's also son of the prime minister. Only so three, only of three them, people know yeah. the whole story. And also only three of them know like the finance I think it's the finance person and the head intelligence officer yes. and the head staffing of I can't remember there's three people that are mentioned. Yeah. Only three of them know that the Dendari fleet are on a constant retainer from the Barrier government, but they're <laughs> like, Yeah, you're gonna go and do the dirty work where we can't get in like for dip- diplomatic and you know uh, uh diplomatic stuff between planets or something. Yeah, we can't right. we can't be seen to be doing something. Um But you can do that because you, you can you do that. Don't yeah. seem to be Yes, it's always that plausible than diability. Yes. Yes. Like uh, this, this uh, message will self-destruct after fifteen seconds, five seconds, mm-hmm. and if you are caught, you we caught, will deny every yes. everything, all that kind of stuff going on. Okay. All right. So the, that is actually then the setup for this book. Okay. Because they they finish up the previous one where they broke. I mentioned it in the previous one though, where they're breaking people out of prison, or they had to break someone out of prison, right? And then that the the of, out of a Setagandan prison, and the Setagandans are now really upset with. Obviously. the Dendari force and they're like who paid you to do this and they're uh, like oh, it doesn't matter uh, like no. whatever like that <laughs> well, it could have been the barriers it could have been the comas it could have been anything. but that's the whole point like who paid for this so and also now the Setagandans are really really annoyed by um Ma- not Miles Vokosigan by ne- Admiral Naismith. Naismith and they're okay. like we're gonna come and we're gonna come we're gonna and go get, get you. we're gonna go and get him we're gonna go and kill him and then okay. they and then they arrive on earth and he goes in to check in with the embassy and the intelligence officers as Captain Naismith he he, he he arrives at earth as Captain Naismith and then gets on a shuttle comes down to earth and then passes himself off as Miles Vokosigan um, intelligence right, to, operator, yeah. uh, uh, operator to get around, but also they don't know he's that. He, they just think he's like he's like the, the the son of the prime minister who's going in the diplomatic corps. <laughs> turns out his his cousin uh, cousin um, Ivan Ivan has been posted there as well. So he turns up and they're like, "Hey, Ivan!" Uh-huh. And they're like, "Oh, another guy. All right, we need to get paid for the last job. Can you send a message back from our last job?" Meanwhile, a reporter comes along and they're like, "Oh, what? Who are you? What's going on?" And suddenly they realize that for the first time, these two people are in the same place at the same time Ooh. Like, and, people and now start it is all putting... about basically uh, it's like this 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 game of uh, uh, there's one person with two identities yeah, exactly. and then they have to be yeah, appear at the w- same time w- like... have to appear at the same time so <laughs> so, so uh, Miles Vokosigan like Miles as himself yeah. is he, he meets this reporter and he meets the reporter as a um, as Miles as, as no as yeah no as yeah, yeah. as Miles Vokosigan. and then they said ah and they're like and she he's like oh she recognizes like she's she's gonna like she anyway so what he says oh if you want a good story what you should look into is this is, Admiral Naismith is, yeah, is, and he's an he's an illegal 
clone, I think by the Setagandan Empire, cloned me <laughs> as a, when I was younger and have been bringing it up to then like try and replace me or do something like that. And then that clone escaped. And that's actually the guy who is, so Admiral Naismith is, and he picked my mother's maiden name to spite me and named his fleet after the mountain range behind my house. Oh my God. To, <laughs> to, to, you, you understand what I'm saying yes. here? So, so he's, he's making it up a story to exp to expose mm. Mm. the story of the to explain why there's two people yes. who look exactly like him who one of them they have different jobs and now they're being seen in the same place at the same time he's like I'm really annoyed by this guy and then he meets the same reporter <laughs> as the other person and they're sort of like what did I say I can't repeat the same thing but I've got to got to get like get I've got to lie from the other side so but that's also the setup for this, book. this feels like a what? massive problem that he what? creates there no no his, no don't, Okay, don't worry about Miles Vakos again. He's going to be fine about this because Miles Vakos is always fine. But let me just tell you one of my issues, and I think I made some notes here. Let me have a look over here at my notes. Uh, oh yeah, so what? This is like a perfect um, setup for a farce, and why I mean a farce is right. sort of like the like the British sitcom kind of thing where one person is actually trying to pretend to be two people at the same time, yes. and they've always got to be thinking, oh, who am I at the moment, and yep. which one, who who am I going to be? Yes. Unfortunately, it doesn't really work out too well okay. in this book, and I, I'm only doing the setup, like the first you know quarter of the book is what I've told, what I've revealed now. There's yeah. lots more that goes on, and there's more reveals and more layers to this this whole setup, which I don't want to go into because yeah. too much into spoiler territory. But even through all out throughout all of that as well, mixed ident mixed up identities and one person pretending to do to be two people, mm -hmm. and and all of the different ways that this can that this can happen. You know, yep. like oh, I need to. Draw dress somebody up who looks like me yes. and then they're gonna that mostly works or that the, that really sparks in 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 a in a farcical kind of situation yes. where you as the audience don't know everything that's going on all the time yeah the, that's why i mentioned before in mission impossible when whenever you get the moment where someone takes the mask and rips <laughs> the mask off it's so iconic yes. because you're like oh shit i thought that was simon Pegg all yeah. along and it no no i thought that was this other guy and now it's yeah. simon Pegg. you know is, yeah. is actually there oh this was that really that was that bad guy and then the, it's actually tom cruise under As there the and, he's put, guy, and yeah. he pulled it off you know yes. and the, i can't remember the other all the other actors who you've seen yeah. this with you know like um the, the the one that sticks in my mind is uh, uh philip seymour hoffman i think oh, in yes. the third mission impossible or something yeah, yeah, yeah. completely different body type than yeah. than uh, all of the but, other actors in the entire thing but it's still you get that moment of revelation that ah i thought i was looking at, at the at the main character but actually now i'm looking at someone pretending to be the main character right. The problem with Miles Volkosigan's stories is that everything, and I've mentioned this in previous books, and actually what makes them so brainless to listen to and so easy to listen to, is that everything is told from Miles Volkosigan's point of view, like really up close point of view. So we always you know never go away from them, and he's always <laughs> explaining all the time what he's thinking about, like all the time, three <laughs> yeah. times in a row. Like three, in one scene, he'll explain what the problem is and how he's going to work out the solution, like three times. So you, that's why I can, you know, I can, I'm not normally good at listening to audiobooks and fiction when I'm like cleaning. And doing stuff you know it's like when i'm driving fine because i'm like in that like other state but when i'm bike riding i can't do it because i'm always you know thinking about bike riding or if i'm doing housework yeah you I'm, get distracted yeah a little bit distracted yeah. which i don't mind with a podcast certainly don't mind listening to music but yeah and audiobooks but doesn't yeah, always if work you, if Here, you don't continuously matter. yeah it doesn't matter because i'm not he you're not missing anything with the miles of a Kozigan story okay and my issue with mm. this miles of a Kozigan story is that it's a mixed up identity farce and mixed up identity farce is you as the viewer or as the audience or as the reader, mm. there has to be some moments where you're not quite sure, sure who is who. Yes. And unfortunately, you always know, you always know. Okay. Which isn't a massive knock because there's other things going on in the story as well. But when I'm wanting a when I'm wanting a mixed identity story, mm. mm -hmm. I would love to have just a few scenes where it, it's from the outside. For example, in the previous book that we just I just read, reviewed last I reviewed you reviewed two episodes ago, the Steers Woman. Yes. You have the whole setup. Like first half of the book is the setup with with uh, what's her name? Rowan. Uh, was it Rowan? Yeah, Rowan. 
and Belle. And at the moment in the story that said, we've got to have secret identity identities. We're going to head out into the world. Oh, yeah. and we're going to take different names and we're going to be different people. And you're yes. not quite sure exactly what, they, what they're going to be, but they decide, oh, I'm going to be a tradeswoman and you're going to be a my bodyguard. Yep. And they head out into the world. It immediately cuts to a third character's point of view. And then you see them from the point of view of this third person's character. This, this new guy, Willem, turns up and he meets two people and one of them he's one of them he likes and one of them's really annoying yeah. and you get to know them you get to know the same two characters again from the point of view of someone looking at them and going wow That's these guys weird this is weird like yeah. what's going on and he and then you see his brain all the thoughts in his head yes churning 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 trying to work out what's going on between these two characters yeah. and as soon as it's finally revealed or as soon as they work out ah oh, yeah you found us out we're actually spies from a wizard and that's not actually true but as soon as you actually find out that real that you know that real revelation yeah. real revelation the, the 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 once the real story has been revealed to Willem then we switch back over to the point of view to of Rowan again yeah. and then you can carry on with the story and that break of point of view is the thing that makes somebody pretending to be somebody else work so great yes because if we'd have just seen all of that from rowan's point of view we as the readers wouldn't know what it's like to meet rowan acting like another person like passing herself off as as, as somebody with a different identity yes we have to it's i was gonna say we have to it, an easier way of doing this where it's actually successful is to switch to a different point of view and they do this in the movies really well because you just you know you, you, you don't just... see them put the makeup on or you don't see them put the face mask on yeah. uh, or you don't always you sometimes you see that in yeah. uh, in Mission Impossible but you know it gets more interesting when it's revealed that somebody is somebody else and you haven't seen them put the, the mask exactly. on exactly um, yeah so so that's what's missing in this book. I would have liked to have seen a few scenes from people who aren't Miles Vorkosigan being exposed to him or him playing his clone, his, his brother, his brother clone at the same time, <laughs> like, uh, you know, or whatever is going on with that mixed up identity. I wish I'd have seen that a little bit more yeah. from somebody else. Like the journalist who could have just been. Could have good. been from the journalist's point of view. Yeah. But there's like loads of other characters who are also like mixed up with this as well, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 my main, well, not my main knock on this story. I'm not going to look at my phone. Okay, yeah, and go for it. That has nothing to do with my interaction with okay. you, okay? Uh, yes. Carry on. What's the question? Uh, no question, but oh. I have uh, two examples of uh, this kind of um, use of this fast thing. Yeah. And I now just quickly need to search for something. Yeah, what's that? There, there are two things. One mm -hmm. is the very famous Shakespeare, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. I think that's very famously done. Yeah. Right? And um, and then there's uh, the opera Così fan tutte. Okay, I don't know that one. Uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yeah. Um, written by Lorenzo da Ponte. Yeah, and what happens in that? There's somebody pretending to be who's going, who's like going between rooms. Oh, they're Not... doing the Mrs. Doubtfire thing where you know at the end of that, <laughs> yes, he's like yes, uh, switching Mr. between different tables. You know, that's the kind of moment which yes. is missing from this book. Yeah. I really wanted that kind of moment where it's sort of like, oh, I can't believe, oh, I've got to pretend to be someone. Like, yeah. but it's always like it's always like a slow thing, and but you're never also, seeing never seeing him struggle from the outside. But also, my point why I mentioned oh, yeah, these two that? things is that it's comedia dell'arte so it's very mm. much it's a comedic yeah. element as you you're not just using this as a as not just a law or normal you can yeah. use it for a normal yeah, story there's time. no comedy in this but, story about the mistaken identities or the switching identities but that is part of this farce yeah. idea like in in Corsi yeah, Fantutte you have yeah. literally two couples yeah and then they dress up and the uh, men try to to make to uh oh yeah oh actually yeah, to, I do know that story to, yeah, to I make think. The, the the women fall in love with the with, other with men the other, that they yeah. try and and it's like this but they're, really, they're, they're, they're switch it they're, they're switching because it's so a double switch yeah, yeah so they're trying to to show oh the women when if we leave the women will just go yeah. on with anybody yeah. which is weird because they are the the lovers each, of each, each other so yeah, it's, yeah. it's but it is funny yes of course it's super funny um when uh me and uh, me and my uh identical twin brother nathan yeah. i'm just throwing that out there that i do have an identical twin brother uh we actually studied performing arts together after school like when we're in college age so uh, between 16 and 18 yeah. and we did this whole you know module which was commedia dell'arte and it was all this fast you know i'm using fast because that's kind of like you know the british sitcom kind of thing like oh this person is you know 
like you get yourself into these um comedic, m- comedic situations yeah, sitcom sitcom situations yeah. Yeah. and the comedia dell'arte yeah so we actually did this whole thing where because we were twins and you're like well <laughs> we can't waste this like no you, you know, have we, to we use didn't do it, it with masks point. either so it was just sort of like taking those archetypes and stuff yeah. like that so uh, yeah we did this whole thing and at the end we had to we had to have like we were businessmen so we had these suits and we had umbrellas so we had a big sword fight at the end you know and all those <laughs> these comedy moments uh, yeah. it's probably garbage because you know we're like everyone in the cast was between like 16 17 and 20s or something but you had fun it was fun and also it was comedic and yeah. here, there's the the comedy in Miles Wachosigan's saga books doesn't in the end doesn't it in it could have come from this situation yeah but in the end the situation wasn't as clever as I wanted it to be okay and also wasn't as fun as I thought uh, a dual it identity because I've been waiting for this moment like in all these books like oh like all of this like how is nobody spotting that these two guys are like the same person of course they are but <laughs> actually you know he comes up with a good explanation ah he's actually a clone of me I quite like that idea because um, you can only do that in, you know, well, in you science know, fiction. Yeah, in yeah, science yeah. fiction like that. Nobody could now say, "Oh, I'm, I'm a, a clone, whatever clone yeah. second. So, uh, but also, um, uh, weirdly enough, I was thinking, but that doesn't work because when you, because Miles Vokosigan is uh, all stunted. He, they were talking about his physical disability, which yeah. is very, he's a stunted. He's got like a hunchback. He's got this messed up face or whatever. And his bones are really brittle and they, yeah. you know, they break all the time. So yeah. he has to do that. And I was thinking, but that was from, and he keeps saying this because in Barriar, anyone who had any, uh, this was in the mountains of morning, any, um, Uh, any child which is born with any um, abnormalities is yeah. killed straight away because of um, nuclear bombardment or whatever like that. So they're always trying to root out anyone with any mutations. Mm. And he says, oh, I'm not a mutation. My uh, disability, my misfigure. The, the story yeah. how his mother yeah, got this. Some poison, poison. It was po yeah. in vitro. Poison. My mother was poisoned when I was in vitro and it got through to me or whatever and did that. So yeah. I was thinking, well, that doesn't work with a clone. But they do explain it later, like how they make it work. It, that Even okay. though he's a clone, the clone of him should just look like cousin ivan but no he yes. doesn't he actually is the same size and shape and they explain that you know how they're going to make that work as well okay so that thing and i was like yeah is that gonna work oh yeah they, they made it work so anyway uh conveniently up... works what inconveniently works let's move on to so yesterday we were watching this video by tom scott Uh, who yes. is he does these things you might not know or weird places or built for science and this yes. other one he did he did this thing where he um tra trained a um some machine learning program which does text uh, like generates text yes and he and he did it so make me video like use i i input all my previous video titles and it spits out a new video title that i can make it of course he does factual stuff <laughs> and it doesn't have a facts checker um applied to it with this machine learning yes. uh, model that he uh, that he uses so then he got other people's videos so he, he looked at other channels and said hey i've put in all your video titles and now here are some video ideas yeah some Um, inspiration yeah some inspiration like some ideas for a video generated by this machine learning algorithm right uh, that does text um production um based on previous samples yeah and one of the guys uh, says oh yeah you do i do feature length i do feature length um video essays like an hour and a half long video essays yes. about popular culture and other things like that like yeah. video games and television and movies yeah and the the example that and oh tom scott says i even watched these feature length like one and a half hour videos <laughs> about tv shows i've not even watched and the, yeah. the title came up why sherlock is garbage no sherlock is garbage and here's why and yes. that, that is catnip to me because i <laughs> i enjoyed about the first like three quarters of the first episode i was really into into yeah. uh, uh sherlock yeah. the second the episode BBC... annoyed me so much because it, it ah, annoyed me so much okay not this place yeah it annoyed you yeah it annoyed me and then just, I, people go I don't think... go watch this video of this guy yeah, on yeah, this yeah. channel he explains everything he explains I got... everything that luke also but uh, he watched four seasons which i think there's only three episodes per season and a special yeah. or whatever like so he he watched 10 11 12 episodes and i got annoyed after the first here's the thing in the first episode no it, no let me finish this is important in, it's not important but i want to say this in the first episode mm. of sherlock this is the bbc with um benedict cumberbatch and um I was gonna say Bilbo Baggins, <laughs> Martin Freeman. Um, so uh, yeah, so in the in the first episode, one of the main plot points or one of the main chases that they do, it's revealed that Sherlock knows 
every single street in the whole of London and can get around quicker than even a cab driver by knowing where the traffic lights are and how the traffic lights are going to go off. And he knows it so perfectly. Yes. And in the second episode, one of the big reveals, one of the clues is, oh, the book that they're looking for with all of these place names in is actually the London A to Z directory. And he didn't work that out straight away. And I already worked it out because I already knew that Sherlock Holmes has the entire A to Z. He has that cabbie, the knowledge or whatever they call it, where a yeah. cab, London cabbies have to be able to pass tests to be able to navigate around London without, you know, looking in the A to Z. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Sherlock Holmes already has that. And then one of the clues relies on like knowing places in London that were in the A to Z. He didn't get it. And I was like this, that. Anyway, so, uh, mysterious inconsistencies. Anyway, so. Back to the book. No, back no. to the Tom Scott video where he oh, right. used as an example somebody else's video essay, uh, which is Sherlock is garbage and here's why. And so I then went to cook dinner. And while I was cooking dinner, I was like, oh, YouTube, you know, I have YouTube premium. I can just leave a, um, a video playing in the background. Although I actually just left it. So in case I need to, to glance over at it. So then I started watching I mean, I was listening, listening listening to this person read out their video essay yeah and you know glancing at some of the pictures between you know slicing potatoes or whatever it is Although <laughs> i didn't i don't know what we, i cooked last night it wasn't it wasn't potatoes no, it was macaroni oh yeah macaroni and cheese so yeah while i was grating cheese um i was uh this was in the play anyway he brought up something which is very important which he talked about stephen moffat who directed Sherlock? Sherlock Holmes. Oh no, he was a showrunner. So he created he created Sherlock as the show. Right. The showrunner the means it's he's like the executive producer. He's the one making sure older. They can get people into direct individual episodes. But he was yes. doing it. He was also a writer of quite a few really really good episodes of Doctor Who. Right. And then he became the showrunner of Doctor Who and had creative control over the show itself for a few okay. seasons. And it's any and, and this video essayist who I can't remember the name of now, which I should have actually looked up. Someone tree bore No, I can't remember. Um, anyway, <laughs> search, this guy. He said, "What happens is in what sti- these characters, these larger than life British institutions characters like Doctor Who, yes. Sherlock Holmes, like yes. these big characters. He instead of making the shows about things that happen and then these characters turn up and interact with it." Mm-hmm. Or like there's a there's a murder that's happened and now Sherlock Holmes is brought in to solve it. So the mm. story is who did the murder and then, you know, the resolution is like this thing. And with Doctor Who is sort of like, oh, there's an event happening and Doctor Who turns up and he's in the middle of Vesuvius is exploding and the doctor's there or whatever. Right. He said that what Stephen Moffat did is make the shows purely and solely and most importantly about how awesome Doctor Who is and how yes. awesome Sherlock Holmes is. Yes. So we never actually need to see Sherlock Holmes do the things that he's famous for. He just needs to act as important as he thinks he is and other people have to act as though Sherlock Holmes is as important as and clever and intelligent as Sherlock Holmes, we all think Sherlock Holmes should be. Yes. The Doctor at some point, he was, this video I was pulling out these bits which I've, I've never seen more than like two episodes of Doctor Who of the modern Doctor Who anyway uh, okay. two or three episodes and it's always about how the Doctor has done something which is uh, like um, like it, it, the way that he's solving problems is him saying to people I've done this in the past I'm so awesome and then all of the story long running storylines is sort of like the doctor is the most powerful being in the universe and he's controlling this and there's prophecies about him and it all the whole show gets subsumed and everything that's going on gets subsumed into how awesome the main character is in this case um, Doctor Who or Doctor Sherlock. Who Sherlock Holmes right. kind of saw the same thing happen with these latest James Bond movies where everything gets wrapped up in like oh people who are obsessed with James Bond you know and I'm never really I, I'm never really that impressed with storylines that are driven by the main enemy being obsessed with the main character and wanting right. to play mind games with them or destroy them or yeah. just you know, have a vendetta against them yeah I mean that can work out but um, but often you just want uh um, the antagonist with their own with their own mm. um, f- the things that drives them yeah not well also you also want that you also want the protagonist to be the antagonist of the of the bad guy like there's yes. a bad guy who is might not be the antagonist because they might just because the antagonist is the person who is stopping the the main character from getting what they want anyway doesn't matter let's put all that aside yeah 
watching that watching that uh, video essay yes. about how Stephen Moffat creates these characters or takes these characters from what they should be which is someone who solves crime a time lord who goes who goes on waltzes around the uh, you know the around universe. the universe and time and stuff and he makes right. them into someone who just gets out of situations because they're awesome and everyone thinks that they're awesome and I was like wow Miles Vorkosigan <laughs> is very very close to that Okay. And when you said, oh, that sounds like a problem for Miles Vorkosigan. No, Miles Vorkosigan doesn't have problems. Nothing gets in the way of Miles Vor- what Miles Vorkosigan wants. It just doesn't happen. Like okay. every single one of these books is there is a problem. Yeah. Miles Vorkosigan doesn't want there to be a problem. Yes. He then says, I don't want there to be a problem. And then he heads out into the world and just talks. And then the problem isn't there anymore. True. Also, Sometimes he oh, gets slightly inconvenienced by the problem. Yeah. Like someone, will, he'll have a few bones that are broken, but of course they can patch him up and put some salves on them and stuff like that, whatever. Yeah. Also, if Mal, if there isn't a problem, or if there is a problem... He but, creates it. No, no, yes, he does. But also, if there isn't a problem, or even <laughs> if there is a problem, but Miles Vorkosigan wants something, he will just talk until he gets it. Right. If there is a problem and he wants something, or he doesn't want something to happen, or he wants there to be a different outcome, mm-hmm. he will just go headlong into the story and talk and just bluff his way through and then he gets what he wants. So like, that reminds me very much of the James Bond uh, scenes where yeah. James Bond goes in somewhere Sorry, yeah. with just um Yeah, that was the most annoying thing about one of these recent... I can't remember which of the James Bond it was. but Was it like, Casino Royale? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, Casino Royale, like, because that's meant to be like the with the retconning thing or whatever it is. Like That's kind of like a reboot where that was his first mission or something. True. Like, he, it yeah, starts that's the last with, one I watched. It starts with him killing his first person and getting his, you know, double O license to kill. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. But, but no, he, he goes in somewhere... Uh, yeah, I can't massively remember what it was. Under everything. Yeah, in his latest one, he was like, oh, I've got this one pistol. And they're like, what are you going to do? I just walk just in. Just go in. And then he just like happens to shoot the one valve on the gas tank, which blows it up and everything blows up around him. And he just walks out. And I was like, wow, that was convenient. And then yes. the end of the same movie, he's like, all right, there's this helicopter flying away. And I've got like eight bullets left in this pistol. Yeah. And he starts shooting at it and manages to take down a helicopter. Meanwhile, when he flies a helicopter, it's like, like yes, people, people shooting like, like <laughs> crazy. And everything's going crazy. Like never. And you're just like, oh, it just doesn't make sense. Now, again, the best, some <laughs> of the best James Bond moments or any of these action movie or even in, in, in books or whatever, <laughs> is that yeah. you want someone to go into something, have no idea how they're going to get out of it. But then, and then figure it out on the go. Figure it out on the go. Miles Vorkosigan never figures it. Well, it's not that he doesn't figure it out in advance, or he doesn't figure it out on the go. He just thinks of a better solution that should probably be that should probably work, and then it just conveniently happens, and <laughs> it works out as he wants to. Yes. And, and also now on top of that, yeah, it comes now. We have him having four roles, yeah, which actually add. To the solution, because depending on, like, I've not read this, yeah, but this is now what I'm just interpreting yeah. into it. Depending on what what needs to happen mm-hmm. in the problem, he can just yeah, literally just go roles. exactly like at the end because they say because he goes to the diplom the, the diplomatic station. What do you want to call it? The embassy. Yes, and then his he signs in. Which is a diplomatic yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to I was trying to think of the, <laughs> the actual name. And then he's told by his net new boss. They say, Ah, actually, uh, your new orders are yeah, stay here. You're now assistant to your cousin Ivan. He now outranks you. He's now a <laughs> lieutenant, and you're not. So he now outranks you. And he's like, Yeah, but I've got these mercenaries up in orbit, and mm. we need to get them. It's like, No, you're going to stay here and do busy work at the embassy he's like no this and of course what does he want to do he wants to go off and do missions for barrier oh, of course guess what happens by the end of the book he's going off yeah, he's going off and they've got a mission to go for of course uh, he he's in love it's with the his... same like what was the last book that i ever started reading it was the uh, the war game yeah and literally this actually happens like yeah. he is being taken back to the the office to have yeah. the talk with the boss yeah And they, and they just give him a mission and send him back out again. Yeah. yeah. Like, he never gets punished. Nothing ever bad, everything happens to him, except, like I say, he gets a few broken bones, but it happens all the time, so it loses all effect. He's, like, in love with the daughter of his old bodyguard when he was growing up, who she was young, and, like, they grew up with her and stuff yeah. like that, Ellie yeah. and stuff like that. Love with her. Oh, it'd be really good if they just, you know, fuck now, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be good. Guess what happens? They do. They just fuck. 
Yeah. They just get they get it on, which is fine. You know, I never really I'm never really interested in Miles Vorkosian's sex scenes, which actually happened a few times in the previous book where he was. Oh, the same thing happened. You know what I said before? I was really annoyed that in a previous book you're like, oh, you, you person who just has a number instead of a name, I'm gonna call you Beth, and now your name is Beth, and you're gonna come and work for me as a super soldier. And you're like, she's 16, and you're fucking her, and then you give her a name and tell her what she's gonna do as a job for the rest of her life. Mm. Like, guess what? Same thing happens in this book no not quite he doesn't fuck the person but he works out the formula of what that person should be called and you're like you're mark mark pierre and they're like what who's mark that guy's mark and you're like why how is he suddenly mark like this like you can't just name and then every time from then on in the book the he's just miles just refers to this person as mark and you're like you can't you don't just get to name other people like give them their names oh god he's like the he's this Guy he with this messiah no, complex. Yes, and he has no no perspective on power. He's the like, most privileged person. Yes. He is both an admiral of a mercenary fleet, a James Bond um, intelligence style operative. Yes, the uh, the son, the son of the, of prime, the prime minister, minister. land owning aristocracy <laughs> with literally the power of life and death over the peasants who live in the hills behind his house. That is one of the storylines here. He meets people fucks them, gives them names, and then employs them and fires them and then, you know, wants to... Anyway. Wait, that's overkill. It, Miles Vokosigan <laughs> is this wish-fulfillment power fantasy, you know, a mixture of, of James Bond and... Um, yeah, like, and uh, Sherlock Holmes, because he can solve any yes, crime true. and work out. He always just works out what's going on. And, and and Mission Impossible guy. And Mission Impossible, he's switching identities. He might as well also be Doctor Who, because he can travel <laughs> through space and time. Maybe not time, but he, he flies around the universe and gets up to no good and things okay. like that. So... Um, I was saying before about there's this there's this other novel which is uh, published later than this book. In public, this this book was what in publication order. This is oh no, isn't this book, book number three or so? Brothers and Arms. This is book number five. Five. Um, so yeah, and then later on, book number nine, which I've already read because in the internal chronological order this comes beforehand. Yeah. There's this. There's this uh, story called Setaganda, and in this book, the, some of the main bad guys are Setagandans, and this right. is one they've had issues with them before, or whatever. Yes. They're talking like we we screwed them over in the last book, but also Miles Vorkosigan, um who at the time wasn't uh, Naismith. He isn't a Naismith in that point in the story. He isn't He isn't Admiral Naismith. He's just Miles Vokosigan. Okay. With Brother Ivan, goes off and has an adventure in Setaganda and solves a, a crime there right. as a, in his in his role as Sherlock Holmes, detective guy. <laughs> yeah. He solves a crime there so well, but it's they're not allowed to... They Secretly, he's not allowed to be there to solve it. Obviously. That they actually give him a medal. Where the Setagandans? The Setagandans give him a medal. Oh, no. He's got a Setagan... So the same character in this book who's being who is being of Chase. course it's, it's in his other identity yeah. but of course the, the publication orders like the, that book wasn't written it, the previous book which was written like where it was set earlier on when him and Ivan were getting up to these nonsense stories oh, and stuff like that so right. it's a book that's set earlier but written later, later yeah. this guy has a medal of honour from the government of the people that he's screwed over in the previous book and now we're trying to kill him in this book anyway it's you can explain it away that they're actually not after him they're after his alter ego yeah, his and his, nobody, his brother. Nobody you know. recognizes him. Like well, nobody. No, that's the thing. This book. Has nobody it, this ever book seen is, him. This book is actually explaining away all these other issues that I had in the previous right. book. Like, why doesn't anybody do it? Actually, no. It establishes his cover story is that he, the other version of himself is actually a clone, um, well, and it's revealed who you know. Like they work. They, the whole story is worked out, and by the end of this, everyone believes that there's actually two of him, and that's, he's. he's that's a very actually handy way to fix your own plot holes hey here's the thing it's fun because this was one of my major issues it was like why doesn't anyone just work this out it's like ah no this is the book that addresses that it addresses right. it in a fun way in an interesting way miles is still utterly insufferable but you know it's harmless enough and i it's enjoyed listening to the book falling asleep book it's a great falling asleep half only half paying attention which again i i know i'm giving these books short shrift but if you want background reading, beach reading, Absolutely. flight fluffiness, this needs to happen. Like I, in between, totally in between, like um, 
difficult, challenging books. You do need this kind of... No, I don't think you do need it. Like, well, I my, do. My, I certainly do. My life wouldn't be any better or worse for me having read or not read these Miles Vokosigan no, books. No, but sometimes you just need this um, um, word food. Word food? <laughs> word that food? Just, just came out. You mean fast food? <laughs> no. Well, like, in a way, yes. Word food. I don't know. I don't even know what you're trying to say. I mean, I guess from like the way that you say, like what what sentence led up to that? But yes, word food, like fiber, tough fiber, candy no. floss, word oh candy floss. Weird. All right, I've finished no, no, talking I about mean, the book. Now. I mean more. I mean more like um, something that you that you um, that you take uh, and you just you just nibble on it. You know, like snack, maybe snack, uh, snack books. Yeah. Okay. Snack. This is a snack. Yeah. But also sometimes you don't need snacks. You can just have the meals. It's fine. Yes. But sometimes I'm very much a snack person. Yeah. You're certainly not. I'm more of a snack person. So between meals, I sometimes feel like something tiny sweet. Something I just have an tiny... extra meal. That's the way I exactly. get it. Exactly. But I can't do that. And I don't do that. Sorry, that was loud. No, I'm just saying to you, because before we were recording, you're like, do I ever get that loud? I'm like, yes, you sometimes get loud. Don't worry about it. The I'm compression, sorry, The compression algorithm will um, sort it all out. Okay. Okay. I'm, uh, anything else you want to say? Because I'm uh, going to... You're done? Well, I'm going to say what other my friends on Goodreads say oh, about this oh, book. Oh, go for it. So overall, this is a very highly rated book on Goodreads. Yes, because if, you, if you're at this point... Yeah, that's true. You are a fan. The, the selection bias is high. You know, high. pretty uh, By book five in the series, it's the people who like the book who are going to keep reading or the people who want... Yes. The, or even book nine like yeah. you know this for you this is book nine oh yeah well no wait uh one two three four five six seven eight nine this is like the tenth novel i think that yeah. i've, I've so read if you're this far oh, into, into the one, series two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 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 yeah eighth or ninth novel plus some other bits and pieces in there as well yes uh so yeah uh so that's good um friends reviews 45 friends have reviewed this uh, Lindsay rated it four stars diva diana rated it four stars timo rated it four stars tom for lots of five stars only a few people have done it what does that what does he at this point in the vorkosigan chronology miles has been living his double life as Admiral Naismith for several years and his Dendari mercenaries uh, a thriving concern. The action picks up the Dendari arriving at Earth here. Yeah. Oh, there are people trying to kill him and it may not just be his usual crowd of enemies, nor is it clear who they're trying to kill, Vorkosigan or Naismith. So yeah, this is the first cross path bit there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. What? That's what's fine. What's your rating? Like, like three and a half stars because again but this is i know this is weird to say this that like i said look back in the back a few years ago when i read the first few books and i was yeah. like oh, i'm not going to spend audible credits on these they're not worth what, audible not? credits i'm not and that's a good thing but back then i was like <laughs> ah, i'm never going to continue with this series because yeah. it just you know it's it's it felt too frivolous and, and yeah. miles Vorkosigan is so annoying. By now you've been you settled. Okay, this yeah, is yeah. tropes that I don't like. It is this someone who is the, the the height of privileged with an author who writes somebody who is literally the center of their universe, and it turns out the center of everybody of else's universe. Who can just turn up to a situation, everything goes conveniently. How can it's so convenient, isn't it? This is very good. This is, oh, that was was this the book? Wait, I can't remember what yes. the first the original story was. I was yes. saying, oh, that's convenient. convenient. This is convenient. How yeah. everything so happens those... very convenient. One of this word count L- yeah. convenient bling. Yeah, the long long running uh, science fiction book review podcast uh, trope is something being very convenient. Isn't that convenient <laughs> that that one person just happened to be also be there? And this is a, again, I don't really mind it. So I'm like, oh, this turned up. It's like, oh, it just turns out, yeah, your cousin yeah. Ivan, he's just been stationed here. You're like, oh, fancy that. It's like, no, handy. it's just, it's just handy to have cousin cousin cousin, I, cousin Ivan just hang out for the in the background of the story, yep. just because they need somebody else there who actually knows who Miles Vorkosigan is to like for can... him to like for him to have conversations <laughs> with. Because if he's the only one who's at this embassy and yeah. like nobody else knows his double identity or anything, yeah, it gets boring. Well, yeah, but so you want have you want to you want to put him in the same uh, in the same suite or the same room yeah. as as Ivan, and he can get annoyed with Ivan snoring, and Ivan can get annoyed <laughs> with Miles having sex and in, in the room. And it's like, I'm not gonna go. You finished in there, you know all that kind of oh god. Um, uh, sitcom stuff yeah, yeah. Have, cu- have cousin Ivan turn up it's great uh, yeah so I'm gonna give it three and a half stars okay no I'm not no I'm not I'm gonna give it three stars okay why mainly because I gave the last book that I read which was the um, 
the steers woman yeah three and a half or four stars i can't remember what i gave it like four stars four. we gave it four this book is nowhere near as good as that book <laughs> none of the writing is as good like i say just the technically like from yes. a storytelling point of view where you can switch out to a different viewpoint yes just that just everything about that book was better than this book except in this book it's like it's already like in this book at least all the rules are already established of what who can do what and what's possible yes, and all the that kind of stuff book, yeah it's, it's the, in, in well the, it's the fifth it's fifth, the fifth book, book in publication, in, publication. Order. so it's the fifth book so everything the ground is already set Yes. Not just the ground is set and the expectations are set, but kind of what's possible. Oh, cloning is possible. Oh, it is actually possible. Yeah, because we've done that in previous books that there's clones are possible. Yes, you know, yes. All of these, you know, the empires and who's doing like different operatives like sniping at yeah, each well, other. The and story things. is already rolling. It's already rolling and this is just picking up. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so in some ways it's an easier read, but I'm going to give it three stars. Okay. Which is still above average. It's yeah, still, it's, it's still, a, it's, it's, a, it's an okay book. It's good which, word food. Which is worth reading <laughs> if you're into this kind of thing. Like it's very, it's a very qualified recommendation if you want something which is, um, which is science fiction candy floss and, uh, you don't mind Miles Vokosigan as a character, which I really do. Um, but again, it's it's it is sometimes interesting to see James Bond go in with just a gun yeah, and just yeah. talk, talk that... and shoot his way out of trouble. Yes, and that's what happens here. All right, let's wrap it up there. Okay, uh, you can uh, you can give us feedback on the SFBRP listener group over on Goodreads, and also if you can be- become my friend on Goodreads, I can see what you think of books that I'm reading, and you can recommend books to me. Yeah. Uh, via the um, books I would like to see reviewed. Uh, thread on, on the, the SFBOP listener, listener group, group on goodreads.com. So go to goodreads.com, find me, find the SFBOP gr- listener group, sl- a few people giving us feedback from previous episodes and yes, things. I'm there too. Yeah, Juliana chats there too. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Luke Burridge and other places and uh, JUKU Berlin, which is Juliana Konsendorf Berlin. JUKU Berlin, you can find one. Instagram and Twitter, yep. me, Luke Burridge, everywhere. And also on Patreon, which is really great. Thank you very much to all our Patreon supporters who uh, hopefully enjoy these episodes. Um, again, mostly I set up the Patreon for juggling people to support my juggling videos and uh, other output uh, in the juggling world. But, and, but it's nice that uh, But also it's good for also... my musical comedy stuff yeah. and my science fiction-y book review podcasting. You are a very versatile artist. Well, not just versatile person. artist, but I'm a, I have versatile supporters. Yes, um, that's true. And uh, so thank you very much to all our science fiction book review po- science fiction book review podcast supporters, not just juggling <laughs> podcast and juggling video supporters. Uh, so you can, if you also would like to support us um, uh, financially, that's what Patreon is for. You do get some bonuses. Uh, unfortunately, all the bonuses are juggling related. So if you want to see an ex- a, a Patreon exclusive juggling vlog with me and Juliana getting ready for a, a, a virtual show that I'm performing yes. slash recording soon, you can check out. A, you can learn other things a about practice vlog about practicing. that. Practicing, yeah, practicing juggling and camera <laughs> technique. What Juliana is going to learn with camera technique. Yep. That's a, and also the uh, juggling podcast, which we've got to do this month as well. We've got to work out oh, what we're going to do. Of course. Pick a topic. It's gonna, coming to so the end Patreon. of the month. So Patreon.com forward slash Patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge for that. So that's it for now. Thanks a lot for watching, and we'll catch you next time. For listening, but yes. Oh, goodbye. what did I say? Oh, I've just been talking about videos. <laughs> Let's do it again. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.